We want to. We want to hear that beautiful bass. Testing, right. testing. One, two. Yes. Do you have good. ASMR? Oh shit! Yeah, people have been requesting because ever since I got this mic, really? the sound's so much better, and I've been using it for all the videos. Even though like people see the microphone in my face during the videos, but I don't care if it sounds good; it looks good, right? That's definitely true. Uh, however, this I wouldn't say this looks good, <laughs> but it definitely sounds good. You have a Rode VideoMic Pro Plus on a Gorillapod directly in my face. <laughs> um, just for you ASMR listeners, here's some coffee. Mm, wow. Fresh. That is fresh. Beautiful. Welcome to the ASMR channel <laughs> with Merrick Winter. Oh, that's not how I want to be introduced on the internet. <laughs> Honestly, though, you, you have a future. Music is your thing, right? What, what, um, are, you, what are you going out to LA? Uh, you're flying out today. What are, you, what are you going out to do other than enjoying the beautiful weather? Oh, my God. And may I say it's about 39 degrees outside here oh, in New yes. York. There's going to be a difference as soon as you touch down. So what are you, what are you doing out there? I'm heading out to record demos uh, with a dear friend of mine um, who I'm going to be living with for a couple of weeks. We're going to shed up in a uh, in our friend's apartment who's going away and we're just going to record. But um, I'm also doing um, some film and photo work out there. So I shoot oh, a lot wow. of live music. Wow. Just the typical life, right? Just go somewhere warm and then just create some stuff. I have to say, I have to ask, what is a demo? Is it just like a test track? Yeah, a test track. You uh, you write some songs and then you you lay down some scratch vocals. Um, so you're making mixtapes. You're making. You're, you're gonna make mixtapes and then come back to New York, Times Square, <laughs> and you're gonna hand them out. I get it. I know. I might even put on a costume for that. <laughs> what costume would you dress up in Times Square? Oh, you know what? I really like the minions Ooh. out there. But I, I feel like... It's been done before. How are you going to do it differently? Are you going to show your face? Just have the minion body with <laughs> just your face showing? No one maybe, does that. Maybe just the overalls. Oh, boy. Just the overalls. <laughs> the uh, the naked cowboy has a great business model. I Ooh. will I will give him that. Um yeah it's gotta get cold though yeah pretty hard to ignore yeah he gets a lot of attention i've seen i've seen i've seen naked cowboy if you're a new yorker and you haven't seen naked cowboy what are you even doing here i think we've gone a bit off topic here haven't we oh no no not at all so you're gonna be making demos you're gonna be shooting photos and videos What, what are the photos and videos for what are you doing with that um actually I don't know if I can talk about it. Oh, okay. Um, Secret. I like it. It'll be with some, um, potentially with some, uh, guitar companies. Cool. Very cool. So you're starting to do, uh, freelance work for other companies. Is that typically what you do or? Yeah. Um, so I started out, um, doing, I suppose I started out doing event photography. That was when Mm. I was at university. Um, that was sort of my bread and butter. And that was how I learned, sort of learned cameras, learned about, the importance of um relationships with people when when you're when you're shooting um and where was this 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 was was back in london back in london um so i yeah i went to university in london i went to king's college and i studied uh english literature and film uh and i minored in music but i also went to the new school where i studied music oh wow so altogether how many years of college is that only three in the uk um you only do three years to get your BA. So but I the spent... New, the new school's in, in the US. Yes, but I did a study abroad program. Oh, okay. So cool. I was here I for think a that's year. cool. Yeah. It was worth it? So worth it. Going to the new school was 
made my my degree worth it and it made me come back out here mm. made me fall in love with new york yeah so that it, it initially brought you to the states i guess right for the first time yeah well not for the first time my dad's american so okay yeah. so but you you were serious you like working and shooting and doing things and then you came back because you've been in you've been in like are you been bushwick you're in brooklyn yeah i was living in greenpoint for a while which okay. is a great area by the way you should visit um yes visit greenpoint i like it up there so i think that's cool uh we i would say we bet on instagram we're like instagram oh, friends God. yeah i think it is as the world turns instagram friends become real friends and now we're here sitting <laughs> sipping coffee here we are I made you an inverted AeroPress. Oh, it's the, so good. Now we're just podcasting. It's it's extremely fruity, slightly citrusy. It's good. I'm going to say it's a five out of ten. <sighs> five out of? Five out of ten. Oh, I mean... <laughs> I'm joking. In this house, you could, it can't really be higher than a five, can it? No, five out of ten is... is the highest commendation. Yeah, yeah. From Craig. There's a lot of different <laughs> ways to rate something, but I would have to say that there's only one way to rate So, uh yes it's such a it's a safe place to be five out of ten how many of your friends were instagram friends before real friends because it's got to be hard coming to a new country and trying to do creative work right you know i've met probably the most creative driven humble um kind people on instagram um that's really weird to say but uh, I think it'll be something generationally looking back um, that we'll all recognize that it was something kind of special um, that that like-minded people could meet online and um, not in that way. It's probably not. There's a lot of different people. I think it speaks to how you kind of filter and choose who to meet, right? Because there can be some like really fake people or just like people who are just trying to use you. I don't know. It just, it's a weird thing, but what, like, what, what's your strategy as far as shooting? Do you collab with other Instagrammers for photos or do you do video stuff with them or? I, I used to do that in London quite a lot. Um, Are I you kind of over I, it more? I, or? I, I'm kind of over it. It's yeah. a lot of work. It's, it's exhausting. Yeah, it it's be. like dating. Dating is hard work. <laughs> it is. I, I started, um, when I moved to London, um, I, was, I grew up in the countryside in, in England, in Sussex. And when I moved to London for university, um, I was into photography, but I didn't know anyone. And I heard about these things called Instameets. Um, yeah. <laughs> but in 2014, it was it was a real thing. And it was um, that was how the kind of Instagram community uh, came together. And I met a lot of really interesting creatives and learnt a lot just by watching other photographers do their thing. Um, and yeah, I met, met a load of, uh, you know, sort of contemporaries peers, I suppose you'd say. Um, and now I think we're all sort of going out and doing our own thing. Freelancers mostly. Yeah. Um, I think some people kind of grow past it pretty quickly, but there's still a lot to work and money to be made on Instagram. It baffles me the amount of, uh, the lack of video. I think video oh, yeah. video can be pretty good on Instagram. Yeah. Every time I post one of those drone boomerang videos, engagement is insane. So. Which, by the way, are extremely cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you. If, if uh, dear listener, you haven't seen one of Craig's um, drone boomerangs, what on earth are you doing? Go and check them out immediately. I'm shooting a couple's engagement photo. So they're not a couple yet, but he's going to engage to her in Central Park in a week or two. That's and, a great uh, way of saying it. I'm going to be shooting 
like photos for them, but I'm totally going to like surprise them with a drone boomerang. I think it'd be cool if they had like one of those. Their grandkids are gonna love it. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> have you you shot events? Did have you shot a wedding before? Or? I have thus far never shot a wedding. Why on earth are we hanging out? <laughs> no, it's a breath breath of fresh air because most people who know me come through wedding film school and they just want to talk about weddings. So it, yeah. I like it. I've never shot a wedding, man. I I I stalwart um, in the music scene. I I I definitely um, cut my teeth on live music and music videography. And uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'd like to try a wedding, but it seems like such an art. Look like yeah. looking at your channel, like it's um, there's there's so much to it and so much that's already expected from clients um, that you really have to have done it for as as long as as you have Mm -hmm. um to perfect it and it's hugely admirable it would be interesting seeing how you approach and shoot a wedding coming out of nowhere but i do agree it's kind of something that you have to sit on long term (laughs) and work towards and it's it's a business there's a lot to it it's not just like an artist kind of thing um but when you're doing demos and stuff like is it is it what people think of like these vivo uh acoustic sessions and oh, things God. um what, what, I don't know what do you I'm, like to shoot i don't know if i'm at that level i i like doing really run and gun stuff um for music videos when, I actually, when are you gonna shoot lord i just want to know when you're gonna shoot lord <laughs> i'm gonna shoot lord um i mean it's not out of the realm of possibility mm-hmm. i'm i i may be photographing niall horan um the the dear irish lad from one direction um Under in december but who knows? Actually, I don't know if she's going to be at that. It's, um, I can't remember. I think it's called the Jingle Ball. I just think she's amazing. Every time I listen to her, her stuff, like, I'm just baffled. Because she's so young and she, she hasn't failed. Like, here yeah. I see, like, Taylor Swift and just the other pop icons just kind of, like... Crumbling. They're going they're through, desperate. They're going through existential crises. They're desperate sometimes. Yeah. So, okay. So, do you like to shoot the the artists that you like to listen to? Or? Absolutely. Exa- I think that's part of it, right? I mean, last night I shot um, Animals as Leaders, um, which is a, a metal band um, uh, fronted by Tosin Abasi, and who's who's an absolute virtuoso. Um, and they opened for another band called Periphery, um, and for me that was that was definitely a moment um, shooting backstage and sort of seeing seeing the equipment there, seeing all their names on the gear, and being like, oh that's okay here we are it's gotta be cool having access backstage because i remember the first time i was shooting like photo pit for a concert and i I thought that was cool yeah the pit is great first three songs normally just oh just a bit of value for your for your viewers if you're ever getting into live music um a few things to know is that um if you get uh pit access um it's usually going to be first three songs so don't expect to be able to stick around the bouncers will kick you out so get your shots get your shots in the first song uh get everything you need in the first song and then the, the second two are just to, to mess around um especially if you're working like a festival i feel like it's get what you need and then get out of there yeah yeah but there's uh definitely for for those of you uh might, might be interested in in starting out there are definitely ways to blag your way in should we say mm-hmm. um if you have uh, look for um Look for outlets that might be interested in your images uh, that have a a viable sort of name behind them and just email them and say, hey, I'd like to shoot a festival. Perhaps you could 
um, email the the manager of this festival and get me a pass. That's worked for me in the past. What was like the first break into the music scene for you? Um, the f- music photography scene? Yeah. Um, it was probably shooting Bestival, which is a, a massive festival in the UK on the Isle of Wight, which is off the south coast. Um, and I went there with the Roundhouse, which is where the iTunes Festival happens in, in London every year. Um, I think it's called the Apple Music Festival now. And I went um, with that organization, but ended up shooting for the Lad Bible Group. Um, just because I... I yeah. Yeah, so... Um, and I got my, my friend who works there to, to send a, a cheeky email to the, <laughs> to the, the press pass manager. And he was like, I don't see you on the list. And I was like, well, I should be there. Yes. Um, so there's, I mean, it's, it's, it's very closed off. If you don't work for AP, if you don't work for, or at least some kind of press, um, it's very hard to break in. Um, so having, having the access is all important and um, having someone who can vouch for you if they like your work. It always comes down to relationships. It hundred. That's the the thing I'm learning most in 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 music and in photography is you you don't have to be the best. You don't have to be a virtuoso. Your images don't have to be perfect. It helps, but you have to build relationships with people and just be be the nicest person you can be. I mean, that sounds corny as hell, but it's, it really is how creative industries work. People don't want to work with, um, with, but people don't want to be around negativity. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. You have, your work has to be good, but being a nice person and being positive is just as important. Yeah. I'd rather work with someone who's still learning, but keeps promises, shows up on time. Like me. <laughs> can make me laugh you know in the last hour when we're all tired versus someone who's amazing but has an ego really, the ego sucks to work with so it's so true and i wish i knew that earlier on and whenever i give advice to young students in college or high school it's what always what i say you know relationships and keeping promises and being a person who other people enjoy working alongside always trumps skill and technical prowless you know absolutely it's that's a one great thing to get into your head if you're worried about starting is people respond to positivity and if you are there to learn and be positive you'll go places mm-hmm. um it's unavoidable <laughs> but there is the fine line between fake and using and you know unauthentic verse you know authentic and honest and true and transparent um, I was listening to another mm-hmm. podcast by uh, Kevin Rose, who's one of my favorites. He's just like the interviewer of interviewers. He's like got Elon and Tim Ferriss and all those wow. guys. But he was talking with a guy who works for like the FBI and talking about how to like approach people at an event that where you don't know. Like yeah. you really shouldn't approach someone uh, unless you know what they want. You know, it, it sounds basic and true but like if you walked up to elon like what would you say to him like if you walked up to uh lord like what would you even say without sounding Mm. stupid that's a really interesting thing that's something i've found working with artists and performers initially i was incredibly nervous Mm -hmm. and um it came across when you interview artists and you maybe you talk over them or you start telling them about their lives or something that you know about them you can see in their face they understand that you're not professional (laughs) 
the um, more the more that you can work backwards from their perspective exactly. the better off you are Reverse and, and i'm saying you should just not even engage until you're ready and it always starts with giving not taking you always want to give value um and that starts with the most basic thing is i know you're very busy thank you for the time i just wanted to say thank you like that if you have nothing to say if you know nothing about the person like that is just the most baseline thing that you can say to someone yeah. <laughs> like you know and then work from there so it's it's an interesting thing that i i took off from that pr- podcast and I want to dwell upon more just because it's good advice that people aren't really teaching in school as much. Yeah. There was like, how do you do a L cut in final cut? I'm like, uh, how do I talk to people at an event? <laughs> Tell me that. Yeah. The, uh, the human side of filmmaking and photography is, um, something which can't be, be taught necessarily. It's something you have to learn by experience and by, by many, many awkward encounters many awkward encounters and you learn to become yourself you learn to be yourself around the high profile individuals because as filmmakers and photographers we have a value which i think we don't necessarily clock early on but as soon as you as soon as you maybe start working with with brands and you realize that oh these people actually need me that there's there's something about my vision which is important um then you start to have confidence and you start to to uh, feel that your presence in a situation has legitimacy, um, and that's when you start to kind of come into your own. And I would describe it as the confidence comes from just understanding that you'll always do work, better work, when you are passionate about what you're doing. So, like we always start off just doing whatever is thrown our way, yeah. and the value is almost always in money, like. Will I make money doing this? Absolutely, whatever. But as time progresses, you start to realize that, you know, the long term can be way more important than the short term, which is usually just money. So the long term might be starting a relationship with this person <laughs> that will last for decades, you know? Yeah. So that's there's, there's so much to teach. We, sh- we should just do a podcast <laughs> advice to my younger self. But <laughs> I wanted to, you've got, you've got a whole treasure trove of stuff here you got a guitar i have my guitar here and um and most of my music equipment not only does he shoot photos for musicians he is a musician i'm trying to to balance it out now this is something this is an interesting thing i wanted to to talk with you about what do you feel about interdisciplinarity uh so like diversity across crafts uh i think it's good i i kind of i call myself a filmmaker but i kind of wish i didn't have to just because i do so many different things but i would describe you as an interdisciplinarian what do you what do you describe like if someone was like hey what do you do i well that's interesting people definitely (laughs) know me for my image so this is the, the the thing about uh the visual media is that um, it's much more immediate. It has a higher cultural cachet. It's 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 transmittable immediately. So you take an image of someone, you take a beautiful photo of someone, and that that creates uh, an immediate emotive response. Ten seconds on Instagram, you know their whole life story. Exactly. But so music, <laughs> music, music is first of all down to taste, um, and it it's definitely a harder medium to to master that's 
you know, that's uh, anyone can be um, a photographer. It also takes a long time to understand what, like you have to sit down and listen to a whole album before you kind of understand if you like an artist or not. And even multiple albums are just like, everyone's releasing singles now. So you just have to like go through their Spotify or whatever. Yeah. But then it's interesting how music videos kind of helped that blend the visual and the audio. That's, that's the kind of sweet spot that I'm, that I'm aiming for. Uh, Because I studied film and music at, at university. I'm now trying to figure out um where they meet and um at the moment what i'm what i'm doing is is still sort of uh developing those areas separately but i'm starting to see how they come together there's a parallel which i uh i love to give as an example which is the more you learn about um the software which kind of is crucial to any creative's career um, you have to you have to know how to edit video or edit photos or or use a, a DIW um, to how to mix audio. The more you learn about these pieces of software, the more parallels you see between visual and audio. You see um, an, an example as simple as um, editing an image with curves, highs, mids, and lows. It's very very similar to mixing audio with an equalizer. Um, it's all about balance. Um, balancing these these ratios and um i feel like the the more you learn in one medium the more you can translate between them and into dis- other interdisciplinarians who i i've had the pleasure of meeting and talking to um have had similar experiences i think that's pretty cool and then also on top of that the more you learn how it was made the more you can have appreciation because it demystifies this product you know people listen to yeah a lord song or a beyonce song and they think it was written in the minute they recorded it and then like that's it did but you know lemonade had a hundred and a hundred plus co-writers that's insane yeah there's so much work behind it incredible but don't you find that in i think we both you've definitely gotten to a point of filmmaking where you can't maybe switch off your brain when you when you watch a film or a tv show you know like, oh, mm-hmm. what's going on there Oh, I remember a time when I didn't understand that there was a difference between film, 35 millimeter film and digital. Yeah. Uh, I remember learning that and like some movies are shot on physical film and yeah. some are like shot on digital. Yeah. So I, that always humbles me because I remember that the perspective is always changing. And yes, I it's a little harder for me to put myself in the shoes of someone who doesn't understand the difference between 4K and 1080p yeah but that's the that's the mindset you have to to maintain you have to be able to um have your analytical brain um which is is hard to turn off once you've been studying it and doing it for so long but you also have to be able to relate with the average viewer and understand the reception so that's something that you may be very excited about that you just added into your like so a beautiful lot that you've just put on your uh You've just graded something beautifully and Mm. your audience is going, oh, that's The Most Beautiful Lot by Craig Adams. That's going to be my memoir. (laughs) Please put that on Cellify. Okay. ASMR. The Most Beautiful Lot by Craig Adams. (laughs) Uh, A Black Coffee memoir by Craig Adams. (laughs) (sighs) My coffee's not as good as yours, going to be honest. Mm. Mine is extremely fruity. Ooh. 
I got a little bit of black coffee on my on my on my face. So if you have made it this far into the podcast, I just want to say thank you. Give us a five star rating on iTunes, just because you know that's what other people, other podcasts do. So I guess we have to do that. But oh yeah, yeah. Honestly, what's your, what's your favorite podcast? Uh, I, I mentioned the Kevin Rose Show. Yeah, uh, but podcasts are weird you know you kind of go in and out if you listen to one too much kind of gets a little old i listen to uh h3 h3 podcast i don't know if you watch ethan and ela on youtube i don't no but i probably should. well they're a comedy duo they interview people as most people do but they they focus on video i feel like if if they're showing stuff on a screen during recording it's kind of hard to just listen to an audio podcast mm. you don't really listen to podcasts but what how would you listen to them? I well, I do listen to podcasts. Oh, you actually. do. You haven't been on a podcast before. Okay. No, no, no. This is, so, this how is do you friend. listen? What do you listen to? Um, I listen to uh, a couple ones. I keep up regularly with Song Exploder, um, which is uh, fantastic. I think it's pretty high on the uh, the music charts. Um, they get artists, pop artists, big big artists, to come in and uh, break down how they wrote their songs. That's cool. I think people love seeing that stuff, especially like all the beats, how they make the beats and stuff. Yeah. Like I, I see Instagram posts with like Calvin Harris and people just being like, this is how I made this. Yeah. <laughs> Another one is switched on pop, um, hmm. which again is fantastic. Um, anyone who's interested in music, go, go listen to that. It's a, um, uh, an ethnomusicologist and a composer. And um, rather than the artist breaking down their own song, uh, they go in depth um, on the music theory mm-hmm. and uh, the lyrics and the the history maybe that's 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 going on behind pop songs um, and it can really demystify um, how a lot of the music that we we get bombarded with twenty four seven on the radio um, what's happening there what's going on what what are the what are the influences. Um, because you can you can consume music in a way um, which ignores its history. Um, the eighties are coming back, but there's a generation of kids that don't don't really know that bands like the nineteen seventy five. Um, I think I watched the Vox documentary or video that explained like this one sound. Ah, I forget what it. It's what gated reverb. I think I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, like everyone has it back now. I can feel it yeah. coming. Um, yeah, it's gated reverb. There's, it's it's definitely making a comeback. Um, and it was the sound of the '80s. Um, God, those videos are good. Those Vox videos. Yeah, brilliant. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, I remember shooting a pilot for a a, a YouTube series about YouTubers and the natural hair. And I remember learning that Beyonce didn't have real hair. Like I just, like I just recall all of these little aha moments to like things that are just obviously easy to know. The best things that you can think of for random conversations, oftentimes will have originated in a Vox video and you don't even realize you've, you've watched, you scrolled through your feed one day and be like, Oh, that looks interesting. And you learn a really damn interesting thing. Oh, yes. And then you go, hey, did you know that? I can't remember where I heard it. And be like, it was that Vox video, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One day you'll be on a Vox video. We'll all be on a Vox video. One day you'll be on a Vox video too, Craig. I want to help Johnny Weiris with one of his Borders documentary. He shoots these really cool travel vlogs that I've kind of been inspired by. Nice. I don't know if you've seen that, but Doc, Doc travel stuff. 
So is that is that the direction you want to move towards? Oh, I have no direction other ah, than the one I'm going to. It's a beautiful place to be, though. Mm. It really is, because the world is your oyster, Craig. People ask me these these five, ten-year plans. I got no answers for them. Oh, other mate, than, I don't even have a two-month plan. Dude, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be in L.A. That's all you know. That's all I know. Yeah, I just, I just I'm going to keep doing whatever I want. And travel is definitely a part of it. Um, I just placed a bid for a week long, uh, travel vlog shoot for travel agency in Japan. So fingers crossed on that, that I bet you that's going to happen, mate. I I am, I am very happy for you and also slightly jealous because, uh, Tokyo is on my list for 2018. Oh man. Not uh, only to go to Tokyo, but to be shepherd around, all expense paid, to just shoot video about doing cool things, like just just be you, pampered. Wouldn't, wouldn't you want to like break, break free a little bit? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I told him, I told him that I would want to break free a little bit and just kind of do things that I want to do, not just on the travel list. And they're like, all right, yeah. As long as you, you know, go to our restaurants that they're getting commission on. It is fascinating though because I, I'm like on one side, and then there's a person in the middle, the agency. And then there's the travel bureau in Japan and the guy in the middle has to translate everything I'm saying to them. So it's just like this weird back and forth, but it makes sense. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I'm going to be an idiot in Japan. I'm going to have no idea what I'm doing. I cannot wait for those vlogs, mate. (laughs) Oh, geez. Okay. What do you think, dude? What? What? Should I start a vlog? Hmm. Well, you, uh, you, you post Instagram stories, don't you? Are I you, do post Instagram stories. Do you, and do you have Snapchat? To the po- I well, okay. So oh boy, here we go. Another half an hour. <laughs> I I do have Snapchat, but I don't use it. Okay, I haven't used it in probably half a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. We're stupid, dude. Instagram stories is your vlog. Just just really really take it seriously. Just get yeah. down to quality over quantity on Instagram stories. You'll see your viewer numbers go up and yeah. and uh, a lot more messages i think the number of messages and replies the engagement is like a good sign of if your stories are working and mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm starting to vlog way more on instagram rather than youtube just because it ha- like i would rather have a polished video upload on on youtube yeah that's what i'm that's kind of what i'm thinking i i would only start a vlog if it was because i was doing something not vlogging for vlogging's sake hmm. uh, and with some people's personalities it really works but for me i i don't think i could i could uh, i don't know if i could make it interesting enough hmm. or i i not necessarily that i'm sure there'd be someone who'd watch it <laughs> but i i would much rather uh be at a point where like i'm i'm doing things and that's why i'm vlogging my friend Sam Elkins, I don't know if you know him. He's at Salt Lake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, we've been chatting, and he's kind of stepped into this world of YouTube vlogging and YouTube videos, and it's been fascinating seeing how his audience reacts to that. Um, I think if you checked out some of his stuff, I'm hoping mm. to get him on the podcast soon. I was going to travel out to Salt Lake, but he's, uh, you know, he's strictly photo and just starting video for the first time, asked me about vlogging, and... Uh, yeah 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 it's it's tough it's yeah. tough yeah so i would love to end this with um 
recommendations, people who you'd love to see on this podcast or people you think the audience, like who, who are you digging? Who are you following? Who are you watching right now? Who's, who's the shit? Who's Lord right now? <laughs> we should just call this the Lord segment. Oh man. Um, who should you get on here? That is a really good question. How many of you, how many of these have you done? Uh, this is the sixth, the sixth, fifth, fifth or sixth. Who hath preceded me? Oh man. Dude, I've got I've got a master list that is just. I've seen your list baller. actually. To be fair, I've seen your list. I was added to the bottom. I was like, oh, it's gonna be ages. <laughs> no, we got you in. It, it, no, it's more like just like stuff that you're really digging right now. Yeah. Like what? Rather rather than people on the podcast, like who's just someone that's just lord right now for you? Mm. Okay. Well, you should definitely get Sam Sheffer on here. Yeah. 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 But um, in terms of, oh, I'm just gonna talk about music, man. I mean, bands I'm digging at the moment, um, people should just go listen to The War on Drugs immediately. Their new album is incredible. Cool. I'm not saying you could get them on the podcast. Maybe you could <laughs> if you go to Philadelphia. Okay. Um, that's kind of what I'm digging at the moment. Um, do, you, do you subscribe to any like musician people on YouTube or are you musician? not really a YouTube watching kind oh, of Oh, I mean, it's in like guitar... Uh, tutorials i'm just asking yeah musician people i don't really know that world as much i know yeah. andrew huang right? i mean andrew huang is possibly like the bastion of music currently that's cool um he is super inspiring and uh, yeah oh okay yeah here's a here's a couple of tidbits anyone who's interested in electronic music um and he was into the op1 scene um andrew huang is great uh cuckoo music is also wonderful he's He's a mad genius, and um, he creates beautiful, beautiful synth music. Um, you should definitely check him out. Hey, YouTube. Thanks for listening to that podcast episode. It would mean a lot if you rated us on iTunes. I, don't, I guess they do. Yeah. Do that. Give this video a thumbs up if you made it this far. And what I would love is for you to comment the name of someone you'd like to hear on this podcast below. Thanks for the listening, guys. See you in the next one. Bye.